Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of PSG Talking, where we have several very sad supporters ready to talk about the gut punch when Paris Saint-Germain went down flailing against Real Madrid and crashed out of the Champions League. We're going to cover Kylian Mbappe's return to the Bernabeu. We're going to talk about his goal. We're going to talk about Messi's disappearing act. Where yes, we're going to talk about the foul on Gianluigi Donnarumma, and then what's next for PSG, right? That's what we're all wondering. So here to help me break it all down, let's bring in the guys. We have Guillaume Delaporte out in California, Ty Taylor down in Miami. Gentlemen, let's just go around, get the pleasantries out of the way before we talk about the shit show that was that game. Ty, let's start with you. How are you feeling? How are you doing? What's new in your life? <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's another day as a PSG fan. You know, I was, think I said on Twitter the other day that just when you think this club is starting to kind of distance itself slightly from the, the bottler mantra that we've had for so long, um, they always find a way to humble the fan base. So this one hurt. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, personally for me, you know, when you look back at the, the remontada against Barcelona and like the team we had, like Barcelona was expected to win that. Yes, it was a letdown because of the way it happened, but this hurt, I think, because of just like what potentially was riding on it with Killian and, you know, thinking that we needed to have a good showing and say, hey, like, listen, why would you want to go there, right, when you can stay here potentially? Um, and just all the headlines with it, right? And then the performance that we put in the first leg and then to go a goal up, um, just the collapse was was just awful. But um, I'm recovered now, you know what I mean? So now it's time to have an objective conversation about, you know, looking internally with this club and seeing like, where we need to go and um, who needs to go and who needs to stay. So, Yeah, I mean, we're recording this podcast on Friday. We needed that time to decompress. I did a Twitter Spaces right after, and boy, that thing was lit up. I was, like, angry. We had Madrid fans calling in. I probably shouldn't have done that because, like, I just could feel my face getting hot. I was just so angry the more I thought about just how we just threw that away. Uh, so frustrating. We're going to get into all that. But, Guillaume, how are you doing? How's everything on your end? Uh, where do I start? It's been um... – yeah, 2022 has been a little difficult so far, hasn't it? Um, well, this was this was too much. This is it, it, you know we've been there and blah blah blah. No, this is new. To me, at least, now I'm starting to, I think, see what the real problem is. And the real problem is not anything else than the structure of the club, so the owners of the club. And I don't think anything is going to change. I'd be very surprised if the Emir of Qatar doesn't give a shit about football, especially right now, especially when Joe Biden received him. And there's some issues about natural gas right now in the world. And Qatar happens to be the third biggest producer of natural gas. 
So there's a lot of politics and geopolitics going on. The Emir of Qatar will probably have 14 seconds of his time to give to the Paris Saint-Germain situation, and he's going to not do anything and get rid of Nasser. Um, the European law may get rid of Nasser. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. But basically, I lost completely faith in the ownership of this club. And as long as they are around, I think we can lower our expectations to Hollywood FC style, like it's been for the past. You know, it hasn't been linear. We had the, we reached the the final of, of the ECL and of the Champions League, sorry, and um, almost won it. I mean, and Mbappe could have scored in the game. You know, we could we, we went that close and then Simais and we like. Oh, we, you know, now we can't go back. No, we went back. We went back. There's structural issues, and they come from the top. And well, you, you guys are just skipping right on ahead to my last topic, which is... I am so PSG. sorry. Okay, okay, yeah. we're, done, we're done here. No, no, yeah. Right, I got a lot of ammo. I got a lot of ammo I in the chamber for this, so I we mean, can start over. Yeah. Trust me. No, we're, we're good. We're going to keep it moving, because we're going to get to those thoughts, but... Um, this is bad. This Let, is bad. We're going to start with the good. It's awful. We're, we're going to start what with good? the good. Well, the good what was good? the first 45 minutes. PSG, they go up 1-0. I thought that uh, it was a really... Well, hold on. It was a it was a nice goal. I want to talk about the starting lineups, if you guys would have changed anything different. And I want to talk about, in that first 45 minutes, some of the cracks that we started to see. We saw even Marquinhos uncharacteristically being kind of... Lucy yeah, goosey right. with the ball in areas That's where he shouldn't. Point. Yeah, it, it just they came into this game and it they didn't really look like they were focused. They were players were making a lot of mistakes, and Real Madrid came out. They Why? were pressing. They were hitting PSG players. We did not have any time on the ball whatsoever. They were on us like white on rice. I mean, it was a masterclass from them and, and a deserved win. But let's yeah. start with the first. Let's start yeah. with the first forty-five minutes. Well, that was to be expected, though, right? Like, older, yeah. older in the house. Yeah, Thank you, Ed. yeah. That, that was to be expected because, and I, I said this in a couple of pods leading up to this, is that Real Madrid played so bad in that first leg. That's why it was a letdown. Even though it was a win, PSG needed to leave that game up two nil or three nil, right? When you look back at that Messi miss penalty, not blaming this entire thing on Messi, but it's it's the it's the margins, right? It's the small moments and. When you had a team like Real Madrid with the quality they have, an unfit Benzema, you can't leave that game where you dominate so heavily 1-0. It's not enough. The away goal rule isn't there anymore. And we expect I expect them to come out of the gate. I think I said in the pod leading up that we were going to have to weather the first 25 minutes. And, and that's expected. You would expect PSG to do that to another team. You would expect that to happen if we went to Manchester United. The crowd's in it. It's Champions League night. You're going to have to suffer as they would say right but i think psg at times did play well i i don't want to focus on the good because at the end of the day it's like my friend would say right it's like all toast no jelly right you're making a sandwich and you don't get to finish it so it doesn't count at the end of the day and but i think psg at times was in control of the game i think that they bossed some of the game in, in the first after those first 25 minutes i think where a real change happened is when paredes came off i don't care if he was on a yellow card or what I think that that was a bad tactical change from Poch. Once they took Paredes off, it changed the whole dynamic of the midfield when they brought Kamavinga on 
cross off and all that stuff. So in terms of good, I don't know. I don't really have much. I mean, yeah, it was nice to score. Yeah, Mbappe could have had another one. It was uh, offsides by a, a fingernail. But listen, like could have had two goals. Could have had two goals. He was offsides. Yeah, and that, I think Mendes was off on the one, but yeah. And to be honest with you, like listen, these are the rules of the game, right? It, it can't go both ways because if it was the other way, we would be like, oh nope, VAR. It was offsides. It's fair. So we can't go back now on, on our side and be like, oh, but was it really offsides? Like listen. That that was a that call could have went either way. It went against us, but there were other opportunities, right? And you can score one goal, but you have to finish games. You have to. And this team cannot finish games. They can't play for 90 minutes. They can't. And you know what? Like, not to beat a dead horse, but I was thinking about this earlier today. And we say, oh, PSG has separated themselves from this mantra of, of being a bottling team or whatever. And Guillaume said, oh, yeah, like we, we got there a little bit. Let's have a real deep look at like some of the runs we've been on. Yes, we got to a final. PSG had arguably one of the easiest runs that year. Um, no fans, no pressure, right? When another team scores, no one's getting on your back. It's just you basically playing a training session. You look at the game against Bayern Munich. Yes, we advanced. They didn't have Lewandowski. We almost bottled that, right? We almost crumbled coming back home. If the away goal rule wasn't in effect and it was played today, we probably lose that series because we couldn't stop Bayern Munich at the park. And that probably goes to extra time. And knowing this team, we probably lose. Man City didn't outplay them in neither of the legs last year, didn't outplay them in the group stage this year. Barcelona, a shitty Barcelona team with Lionel Messi, almost came to the park and gave us a scare. And we almost could have lost that as well. It was like we had to, we've escaped all these games for the most part against top teams by the skin of our teeth. There has never really been, unless either of you can tell me, a game where we have bossed it from start to end and convincingly be a top five team in the world. And people can say, wow, this team is really like head and shoulders above. We've either gotten lucky with missing players or advanced on the away goal rule, right? This team just doesn't play two legs 90 minutes. It's like they play in spurts. And again, that could come back to the league. And it's, that's not the only problem. There are structural problems as well, but PSG are not tested week in and week out. Look when we get pressed in France this year. We bottled both when we get pressed. So what do you think oh, when a top tier got, team... We got pressed in France this year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I'm saying... No, and I mean, ask Marquinhos about those uh, powerful number nines from Rennes and Nantes and how he got dominated in League One. And, uh, well... Well, also, Guillaume, take that point. Why are we getting thrown around in league on? I know the lead, but it hasn't been easy. And why can't we dominate teams? Why can't we hold a lead? We have the players to do it. We've seen some of these players on other teams do it. Why is it when they put on the red and blue of PSG, they are like a deer in headlights? What happens? What is the problem? Midfield. We thought we had a midfield. Oops. No, we don't. When Verity is injured, we don't have a midfield. Then we want, um, we have the Sentinel position. So who's, who's going to do it? Paredes. Okay, it's going to be Paredes. Oh, no, we can't do it. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. We got this incredible Portuguese guy, you know, defensive midfield from Portugal. He's going to do it. Damn, he's way too slow. All those pit bull, massive bodybuilders from League One pass him. Like zoom, it's too slow. Doesn't work. The team is unbalanced. 
One of the reasons the team is unbalanced is because Neymar doesn't defend, and Mbappe doesn't defend either. Oh, I got a great idea. I'm going to get missing. So now we have three players defending. We have a slow midfield that is unbalanced. We finally got two great fullbacks. And, uh, well, sorry guys, but it's also, you know, the um, African Cup this year. <laughs> so you're going to lose Akimi. He's going to come back. He's going to get injured. And he's going to be completely unfit to play the critical game of the season, which was a couple of nights ago. And, uh, on the second goal, Akimi is covering Benzema on Modric's pass. So he's not aligned with the defense. He would have been aligned. He would have been an offside. Um, Modric was already lucky to his pass when in between Kimpembe's legs. Marquinhos was completely confused. And on top of that, Akimi, completely fried, wasn't aligned. That's a goal. So, yeah. so there's a combination of things that goes on and on and on and on, and they add up and they add up and they add up. And when you reach this level of the Champions League, they come back in your face. Not always. We had the last two seasons, very decent runs. We could have won the Champions League against Bayern, we didn't, but we were, you know, yes, it was an easy run. The last year run wasn't easy. I agree. It was, you know, very close against Bayern Munich, but we pulled it off. It was very close against Barcelona, but we pulled it off. We eliminated back-to-back Bayern Munich and Barcelona. Yeah, but Guillaume, you got to be honest, though, right? Like, if Bayern nobody, be real. nobody would don't do that. I'm sorry, I'm trying to be vaguely, slightly positive about that last year. My point being, nothing's completely linear. It, it, when, you know, when the stars align, even at Paris Saint-Germain, you can have a decent run. Also, Neymar, oh, no, of course. Neymar carried us last season. But this season has been catastrophic. Yeah, injuries. Completely ca- injuries. Um, Posh turned out to be a disaster. I'm, so, I'm sorry to say. We never oh, had... I'm, I mean, I, I was giving him... I was in its time, and you know, we never had the same team. He always searched, like, who's going to be the A team? And then finally, oh my God, I got this incredible revelation. I'm going to put Danilo in the relay on the right, and he's going to change everything. <sighs> but the core of the issue is that remember when Buffon came, and we were like, Ooh. And then he did that against Manchester United. Buffon. That's unlucky. Donnarumma does that too. Marquinhos, who's like our only warrior in the team, completely falls. He got completely dominated by Benzema. Freaked out after minute three. And so I'm reading, I've I've, I've been listening to podcasts and reading a lot about this. Uh, Oh, uh, Paris Saint-Germain dominated for, you know, the, the whole first game and like two-thirds of the second game. No, we didn't. Look at the stats of the second game. It was a shit show from the first second. We lost duels. We were slow. We were late. We were confused. We were afraid. Marquinhos was 
melting down. They had 20 so, shots, I think. Yeah, they had so 21 that's, shots, that's seven on target compared to 10 yeah. shots for PSG. Oh, four so Makino lost 75% of his duels. Mm. Uh, Real Madrid had 21 shots, we had 10. Um, Real Madrid won about 60% of the air duels because uh, Benzema dominated Marquinhos on Marquinhos in the air dominated by Benzema. Uh, 23 crosses to two for Real Madrid, 18 balls won in the opposition um, for, for Madrid, three for Paris Saint-Germain. It goes on and on and on. Uh, and a combination of things at, at the after being shaken the way we got shaken, the team at, at, after an hour on the pitch went physically went boom. And here we go. On top of that, now you're nervous and you're fried. And yeah. all it takes, as usual, this team, it's a little thing. Why? It comes yeah. from the top. Why Donnarumma, who's like one of the greatest, I mean, he's 23, he's, 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 a, he's cool as a cucumber, and suddenly he does that. It reminds you of Buffon. We didn't do that before. He did it with us. Donnarumma does it with us. When it's not Thiago Silva, now it's marking us. There's some toxicity in the preparation of the games, of the important games at Paris Saint-Germain. Who puts it there? We know. It comes from Nasser and Leonardo. The approach and the mental preparation to these games is a complete disaster. Complete disaster. You have new players. Who was at the Camp Nou? Uh, Marquinhos and Verity. They are Draxler. the only two. Oh, and Di Maria, I'm sorry. They're, they're, Draxler. You know, right. Yeah, Draxler. Oh, yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's very few players left from all those catastrophes. And we're still doing the thing. What hasn't changed? The people on top. Passing, mm. passing a state of panic upon the players in the team as what they need is just to play football and what the coach needs is to have full power to see when the team is being shaken the way it is after 60 minutes and seeing that they're dropping physically to take Neymar out not Paradis Paradis stays and put Gay oh my god oh my god Gay <laughs> um I don't know like, okay, a game that is not shitting in his pants when he comes in. So now we have a midfield that's a little thicker. But you can't take Neymar. Because yeah. it's Neymar, you can't touch this. So at that level yeah. of the Champions League, when your team is doing... When you're the coach, you should have full power to do whatever, but not at Paris Saint-Germain. It's oh, chronical. Yeah. It's, it's a systemic issue. It's, it, But... I hear what you're saying. A lot of people no have said hope. that, but There's I wonder. No with those guys, no it, it wasn't Ancelotti. It wasn't, you know, Florentino Perez. It wasn't anyone like that going to Benzema and hyping him up for this game. Benzema like took this personally, and I think PSG need to understand. Like when you smack someone in the face in the first game of a tie, they're gonna get pissed and they're gonna come back at you and they're gonna try to to slit your throat. And PSG think like it's all fun and games, and then they go into the burnabout, and then they, they just get steamrolled. They have to understand that like players, they have pride. And when you're celebrating and, and all that in the first leg, they're going to take it personal and come out. And for some reason, PSG don't expect that, and they just capitulate. 
And I don't think, I don't understand why they personally don't take that. No one, like I said, no one is telling Benzema to get hyped for this game. He wants to go out there and he's going well, out no there need. for blood. You could tell he was yelling at Madres. He was like, get up for like trying to win um, a free kick because he was like, you know, play actor, whatever. And Benzema was pissed because he had a goal scoring opportunity. Benzema wanted blood. And for some reason, we had no idea. And he just, whatever it took. We had no idea. It, well, who, came, who came to Donnarumma? Who, who went to Donnarumma and said, okay, it's okay, we got this? We're, we're we going to we're going to talk about Donnarumma. Get, oh my god! And, and, yeah. and we have a captain. We're supposed to. And that night, the game, Marquinhos had. Oh my god! He's probably his worst game with Paris Saint Germain. So it's it's like next time it's going to be I don't know there's going to be a, yet another thing that's going to happen at, in this toxic atmosphere. I've read you know about like at the club in the in the office there's there's an awful 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 <laughs> culture of toxicity. Ty, one one last so thought toxic. on the the culture of toxicity. One more thought on that, and then we're going to get to the Donnarumma situation. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I agree with everything that Guillaume said. Honestly, I think this needs to be, this is the first time I've said this, but like I was talking to James and John, I just think this needs to be blown up, honestly, from from the top. I think Guillaume hit on the head with, with Nasser. Leo doesn't doesn't survive this, not a chance. Oh, he he's will. Gone. He's gone. No, 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 he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. I already read today from PSG Hub that um, ownership wants him gone. Um but to be honest, like Nasser shouldn't be safe from this either. Like he's the only person that has continuously been here from the the start, and it's his job to put a structure in place. This whole culture where star players have this the president's number to undermine the coaches and everything like that, and special treatment. You can do this, like Nasser. While he's done an amazing job with what he was tasked to do, sure. he has been more focused. Right, I won't take that away from him for what he's done. He's done a great job. But to go. PSG has been more focused about building a brand than building a football team. And that continues to show each season, right? So I think Nasser needs to go. I think Leo needs to go. And I think you need to have a real hard look at the, the players as well. Like, look at Neymar, right? I am one of – I am a huge Neymar fan. Rumors about they wanted to time. get rid of him right now. There's, there's like, speculation. Look, look at his performance and his form – the way he plays, every time he injures that ankle, he's less and less effective. Look at his form from zero, currently. Zero goals in the Champions League. Yeah, to back the, the run that he carried us on when Mbappe, you know, the game against Atalanta. And even though he was missing goals, he was not making people doing crazy things. Look at the Neymar we have now. We have Neymar till 2026. 2026. What are we going to do with Neymar right now? We have Messi for potentially another two years, right? He is already saying that rumors are that he's already most likely, you know, slotted in for next season. He's going to come back. So Mbappe is going to leave. You have an aging Messi. You have a Neymar who can't stay fit, who, you know, looks a shadow of what he used to be. You have potentially Angel Di Maria, who is maybe going to get extended. Maybe they don't extend oh, him, no, no, but, no, but who knows? You know, I mean, this needs to be blown up from, from the top down right i and don't know then, if you and then mbappe is going to so yeah, well, i mean we, if, we and, don't know that yet i mean listen, no, listen we do. Ed, Ed, stop and you have to stop right if i'm mbappe after that game 
as a PSG fan, I am running for the hills. I am running because this was another, I went to dinner that night with my mom and dad, from Mbappe, and I folded my hands and my parents probably looked at me and said, you were right. If the rumors are true that his mom has been trying to keep him to stay, that atmosphere there, that new arena, seeing what that player did. First 45 minutes was acted. a library. There was no atmosphere. There was nothing. Yeah, but, but that happens anywhere. Though. That happens anywhere. If, if Not at the Parc de Prince. Right. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Not the, in the first. The no. Park, the park has, I can tell you it's about to change. The park, the West, the the park has been. It, it'll yeah. change now, but it is not a library like the like the Bernabeu was in that first 45 minutes. It you All you heard was PSG fans. It was silence. I thought the renovation, they added a library, and we were being rude. We were yeah, disrupting but, people. But you're you're living in like this this this, this Disneyland, right? It changed like, when they I don't care about the fans. Like, yeah, the, the, the fans are like important, obviously, but the end of the day is the result, right? It's the players. And it's the the culture and the tradition and PSG does not have that. And I think we forget that PSG is a young team as well, right? We've only been around for a certain amount of time. So we're not expected to have that pedigree that they have. But this is just more evidence for, for Mbappe. Like one, this is not a strong league. And two, when it comes to, to the important moments in the Champions League, we just can't get it done. Like, why would he want to waste? Listen, if he stays, of course, I'm going to be I'm going to be happy. But like, if I'm looking at this team and I'm looking at that team and they potentially get Holland or whoever, Vinici a front line of Vinicius, Mbappe, Benzema, like, bro, that is. That, that he is wouldn't get the credit. He wouldn't get the credit. He'd have to share it. He'd be in their shadow. Maybe Holland gets win. the Ballon d'Or. He wants to win. And he's he's great friends with Benzema. Even he should have stayed on side and scored him another goal then. I mean, he's part of the problem too. If you're going to say. No, of course. Of course. Yeah. No, no. He, he's not. He, no one on that team is, is not at fault. But I'm just speaking about the, the big picture. Can't touch him, guys. Can't touch him. No, no, he's, he's at fault. The only one. Look, look at the game he had. The he game. had the best he, game, but. If you're a leader of a team and you want to be the leader, a collapse like that, the, you have to He, he was the leader of the team. And you have to take ownership, right? Like not Messi say, and his seven Ballon d'Or, not Neymar and yeah. zero Ballon d'Or. But, but you can't say, the only one, can't the only one who opened his mouth and was uh, encouraging no. his teammates. You can't say, you was, can't say that he's not at fault. Listen, if, if you're a true leader and you don't want to be at fault and you don't want anyone to say that you're not at fault, then don't be a bystander when it's time to track back. Right in in a game where your team is getting dominated in midfield, you need to track track back and help out the defense. Don't stay up top because you want to wait for the counter attack. That's never going to come because your team can't get the damn ball out of its own half, and you're nowhere. You're not even in my television screen. <laughs> like there's a time and place game, right? Like he's not. Listen, I was listening to to even Jules and Gab. Jules is a huge PSG fan, and he, even he was like, "Listen, he's not the reason, but he still has to take blame. He has to. If you're a leader, you have to take blame." Right, come on, man. Like, yeah, sure, but okay. he he does get some of the blame. Okay, because we don't have a ton of time, but I do want to talk about the uh, Donnarumma situation. I'm going full screen here because I know I'm on an island on this one. Okay, a couple of things we have to talk about. Donnarumma, that was just idiotic from him. Um, what he did in the second half that led to Real Madrid's first goal and Benzema scoring that. You you can't turn towards your own goal, try to play a ball across the face of the, the net. You just absolutely can't do it. It was, you just can't. It's stupid. It was a stupid play from him. I'm the biggest Donnarumma supporter. That was dumb. But what we also have to acknowledge is that was a foul. Benzema clearly fouled Donnarumma. There could be no question about that. You watch it. I've watched it slow motion. That was a foul. When the goal went through, I have a problem with VAR not reviewing that. We saw a couple years ago... When PSG were awarded 
a penalty against Real Madrid. Thibaut Courtois was sent off with a red. And then all of a sudden they look back and Idrissa Gay had fouled Marcelo on the halfway line. The whole thing's reversed. No penalty. Courtois could stay. VAR intervened there. I'm going to bring the guys back in. I want to get your thoughts on this. But if VAR was applied correctly, that goal's wiped out. PSG maybe gets a win in their sales. Maybe this doesn't happen. I still think we probably go in the extra time, and I think PSG probably still lose. So I'm not saying this mistake cost PSG the game. I'm irritated at the fact that VAR exists, and it wasn't used in this situation when it's been used in the past in very similar situations, and it just seems consistently PSG are on the wrong side of these types of decisions. I'm not excusing Donnarumma's just ridiculous mistake, but when you have two sets of officials completely just close their eyes and ignore this situation... I can't make any other assumption other than there's something going on. And I don't like to think that in football, but clearly, why wasn't this used, but it's used to benefit Real Madrid? So, Ty, what do you think about that situation? I don't care. I don't care. Listen, like, I I care, right, because, like, it happened. But, like, you're a goalie. Like, why are you putting yourself – you see them pressing? Like – if you watch it, you see how far Benzema had to run just to get it down a room, and he still had the ball at his feet. Like yeah. PSG continuously makes these kind of mistakes. Just clear the ball. It's a round of 16 champions. They kick the ball out of bounds, kick it behind, give up a corner. I don't care. Like it was a bad pass. And from what I remember, could it potentially have been called a foul? Maybe it could have. The the difference is here is that if I remember correctly, when Benzema ran in, it was shoulder to shoulder. It was like he ran into him side by side. And I have to, again, I have to rewatch it. I haven't seen it. But if it was shoulder to shoulder, then to my understanding, legal contact is shoulder to shoulder. If you're trying to compare that to last year, yeah, I think Gay like ran into someone's back, like Marcelo's back, and, and pushed him over. Benzema definitely so kicked. It, it was leg to leg. It was kick. And then he did kind of like bodied him out of the way. It was definitely... He, he, right. he kicked him, and 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 That's I understand Donnarumma. You're asking Donnarumma, bailed out, right? you're asking Donnarumma the refs to bail him out for a position that he put himself in. I, I'm just asking for the rules to be applied as they're Doesn't written. I'm asking for the rules to be applied. Just because a player makes a boneheaded mistake doesn't mean we say he deserves this. It's it's, it's the rule. He was fouled, and a goalkeeper typically gets that call. Like you it's think about on a corner kick, and a goalkeeper goes up. If you just Touch him. Oh, that's a foul, free kick, whatever. Benzema just comes in, kicks the shit out of him, hip checks him to the ground. And I think someone on our Discord made the point. If, if Donnarumma, like, waves his hand and screams and stays down, maybe he gets the call. But because he gets back up, they think, okay, play on. But my whole thing is, just because he's stupid and made a mistake doesn't mean we ignore the rules of football. It's you're, one no, one. You're, you're right. It's okay. Yeah. Go it's ahead, Gabe. It's 1-1. One, one. Yeah. It's 1-1. One, one. Okay. But it should have been. Again. We no, no, but with, with, with Spanish clubs, it is. We, we've, we've seen that before. Ask Chelsea. So, that, so now you're saying the competition is, fans. is, ben, is Chelsea leaning fans towards... About, about, about that, yeah. that bout uh, against Barcelona. Remember the... It's a fucking disgrace comments of uh, Drogba looking at yeah, the camera. Drogba. Because it was. Yeah. Because they are... Privileged and uh, so the whole thing going... is rigged. It's the whole thing is tilted towards Spain. No, it's Toward... one one. But you just said Drogba and Chelsea, so other teams no, no, have no, experienced sure, this. Sure, 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 but it's one one. When you have yeah. the experience we have, you don't. And we do, we do because 
there's always something wrong. There's, if it wasn't this, it was going to be something else. At the hour, exactly. we exploded physically. Nobody from the defense could like fix the Marquinhos issue psychologically. We got stuck into that dynamic, that sheer panic, and we had absolutely no bench, zero bench as usual. We got unlucky this season with the one Eldon thing that turned out to be a catastrophe with the Sergio Ramos, who apparently can't play football anymore. Well, we discovered that the hard way with Ramos in central defense and fit would have been a different game. With the one album that somehow knows how to play football, it would have come in instead of gay. Gay needs to get the fuck out of this team now. They almost took out Mbappe before the no, game. No, no, I mean, gay, catastrophe. I mean, my God. Forget the, he the got outrun by Modric Bingo. as he came in. Modric is 37. And instead of like, he could have just, um, he didn't, on the third goal, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I didn't so, even see the third goal. You see all I didn't these layers. It happened so fast. I'm, 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 no. All these layers. I think I was like now. tweeting and then I was like, oh shit, they scored again. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Kamaminga so. came in and, and changed the show. What we go to? Sign? Um, Posh couldn't, as he knows he's gone, he's a goner, whatever happens, he didn't have the balls to take Neymar out. He knows he's sure. gone anyway. Take Neymar out and put at the 60th minute another midfielder, well, he's going to be gay. But now there's Paredes with gay, with Danilo, with Verratti. Okay, take Neymar out. Give some more stability to the team. No, he didn't do it. Failure of the coach. Horrible coaching. Ne Neymar horrible, was horrible in, changes. Neymar was Neymar, embarrassing. Other than that Neymar pass, was he was awful. Um, uh, Marquinhos suddenly got possessed by the PSG bottling curse. That toxicity that comes from the top. Because when you have the president and the director of football coming to the locker room, like, okay, guys, okay, mm -mm, that's not the approach. Obviously, that's not the approach. And it happened over and over and over again. The same guys coming into the locker room of giving this sheer panicky freaking vibe. And whoever comes to Paris Saint-Germain does it. And then when they leave Paris Saint-Germain, like mm -hmm. like Tuchel and Thiago Silva, they're doing freaking great. So I don't know if this, things are great at Chelsea right now. <laughs> well, they, they, they have a but I'm sorry, they, they have champion won the Champions League with a, a yeah. coach, the only coach that tried to break that and did. I mean, Tuchel, what a winner. Yeah. Uh, what an ego to that. Let's, yeah, to, well, let's talk about that as we wrap up the show here. We want to talk about what is next. Okay, we've talked about who needs to go. I also want to mention Leonardo and Nasser. I don't know if we have a video of this, but like apparently wanting to fight the referees after the game. Idiots, the, the thing was a whole complete shit show. I mean, I'm, just, I'm frustrated about the same thing, but I'm not busting down doors and hitting people. The I mean, nerves, I'm just I'm on a podcast screaming. But I, I, Ty, let's, let's start with you. I mean, you say blow this up. What does that mean? What, what do you want to see? Is it a complete 
everything. culture change? Everything. You you want to see French players, league on players come in? What do you want to see? I want blow it up. Blow, listen, if you can somehow blow it up but keep Mbappe, that's that's fine. I just don't understand how you sell him this project of a rebuild and new sporting director, new coach. You know, get rid of the dead wood. That that takes time, right? And it, it was always said that if he was going to stay, it was going to be for a year or two the only way he stays maybe is if he's just like feels terrible and he's like i don't want to go out like this like you know let's let, let's do this one more time but like bro don't waste your time like don't waste your time right because like then we're just gonna be doing this again a year from now like when's he leaving like all the media stuff like new coach new sporting director we need to learn how to sell players make profit off players we need to start like learning how to invest in the French talent pool, all these players, like the way Bayern Munich does it. No player that comes out of Germany it doesn't um, isn't given first dibs by Bayern Munich. Same in Italy, right? You have teams yeah. like bending over, giving crazy All player deals. that comes out of <laughs> France. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then you look at Juventus, right? You look at, like, a player like Locatelli, who, like, killed it at the Euros. How does Juventus finagle a two-year loan with a 30 million or 10 million dollar buy option like that's insane like no team would do that for france then you got moise Keane getting a crazy deal with juventus when psg was getting taxed crazy so yeah just blow it up man like this team is so imbalanced we'll have the occasional if we stay together we'll have the occasional big win or whatever but we're always going to be dysfunctional in some way and top heavy and that's what this is. So I don't know if you can even get rid of Neymar on the wages he's on. I don't even know who would want to take Neymar with the way he's been playing and the money he makes. Yeah, like, maybe, just buy him out. Yeah, MLS. I got my uh, Real Salt Lake. We'll take Neymar here. We'll take Messi, whatever. Uh, Guillaume, let me ask you, Do you, does PSG need players that are going to play for the badge? You know, you look at some of those other big clubs, uh, Bayern Munich, they have German players any, come any, in. Any of those players we have now can play for the badge. If you give, so there's, I'm done being vaguely optimistic for this club. As long as we have this structure and this owner, I don't see any Champions League coming over. There's a glimmer, a glimmer of hope. A glimmer. So it's probably not going to happen. Um, you give full power to Zidane. You fire, Nassau's going to be to jail. You fire both the president <laughs> He's not going and, to jail. Yeah, he might. He, should, um, he might. Yeah, whatever, he might. But, um, so by Nasser, which is probably not going to happen. Oh, 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 Nasser stays. Leonardo goes. Full power, complete full power to Zidane. To do whatever he wants to do with the team. He wants to bench Neymar for an entire season. Hallelujah. He wants to bench Messi and Neymar, make them cut lemons at halftime for the team. Fine. Full power to Zidane, Wenger, director of uh, football. Okay. You give a great coach full power at Paris Saint-Germain, he will build a team with the resources and his authority and his aura he will tell Neymar, go lose 10 pounds. You're going to run we around. Fat shame we don't fat shame on this podcast. What well, we just did with Neymar was with a, a fat bastard. Shut up. 
run around Parc des Princes, lose, lose five to ten pounds, and then you're tough. And then, then done. Okay, anyone else? Messi, not happy? Benched. Anyone else? Oh, now I'm gonna make I'm gonna make players follow my lead. My idea, I'm the boss, I have full power, and that's Zinedine Zidane. Here we go. In that tiny glimmer of hope, there's another tiny, tiny glimmer of hope that Mbappe is like, huh, not that bad. So it's going to be your team. It's not going to be Neymar's team. It's not going to be Messi's team. They're going to be here for you. And that's, that's how it's So a glimmer plus another glimmer. None of this is going to happen. I don't think I don't think Nasser is going anywhere, and it's okay if he stays as long as you know it's, it's not. It's just a figure. Um, he's got too much on his plate. He's got too much on his plate. He's, he's yeah, like this, yeah, yeah. He's like the president of like fifteen organizations. Like. Yeah, I made a I made a video on our YouTube channel about it, and I was being very nice. It, it's a few years old now, and none of them are, are that great. Like, is anyone thinking like being sports is amazing? Not really. I mean, maybe overseas. Yes. I don't know. Not Max. Yeah, Max is not bad, but anyway. Um, is like Fabio. He's toxic. He's toxic. He's toxic. He's a toxic man with his team. Yeah. Well, and then we have a, Leonardo. Is a character. Is that the first time that we see Leonardo going into the locker room uh, or pushing some referee? No. Remember the first time he was director of, of, of football? Well, he aggressed. A referee and then Paris Saint-Germain to let him go. So now now he's back and now it's him and the president of Paris Saint-Germain doing this for what reason? It's it's no. So two two tiny busy miny glimmer of hopes which are not going to happen. My 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 take is Nasser stays of course he stays. Leonardo is gonna stay too. And no, uh, Leonardo's gone. No, he's. I think he's gone. I'd be shocked he, if he stayed. He's gone, uh, Kim. They already have been posting a lot of stories about how Nasser was like immediately summoned to Doha, and like reports coming out not about Nasser, which they should also be about him as well, but that that <laughs> yeah, they want they want Leo gone ASAP. He might not even make it the, the rest of the season, and. This one I understand. Like one of the first names be, on the owner. Need to fire Posh now, like now. You need to be yeah, and one of the first Camara, names. You know, Zuzu. One of the first names on. Zuzu and Camara will take over, and and we'll be fine. Yeah, go ahead, Ty. No, I was just saying, like again, like I agree with what Guillaume. I'm just reading this right now, but like what Guillaume's saying is like Zidane, if he wants to work with. Banger, I don't even know if that's like if that's real. Like, does Banger want to come? Does Zidane want to come after seeing that? Like, to play at to coach PSG, but apparently one of the first names in the owners list of replacements for Leonardo is um, Fabio uh, Partici, like the sporting director from Tottenham. Like, like why do I want him? Like, because he he's known for like I guess some shrewd deals and getting players on free transfers, and also bringing Ronaldo to Juventus. Like. I don't want any more big star names, like unless it's in the midfield. Like, just build me a team. You have a star in Hakimi. You still have Verratti. You know, you have Nuno Mendes up and coming. Build me a midfield. You can score goals if you have an engine, you know, in the middle. But honestly, I honestly hope Leo needs to go. If Leo doesn't go, 
I can't take this club seriously, honestly. And I won't like watch any more games like for the foreseeable future. <laughs> like, and I, I've never been that way, but like he's been the worst, right? Like after the transfer window, it was, oh, you guys were killing Leonardo, but look what he's done. All right, let's revisit that. Let's look what he's done. Because the transfer window now doesn't look that great. You brought in Lionel Messi, who honestly we didn't need, but it's messy. It's a business move. I get it. You brought in Genie Wijnaldum, who's been catastrophic. No. We're supposed to get Sergio Ramos. Yeah, yeah, you brought in, and yeah, you're gonna go get Paul Pogba this summer potentially. That's great. You brought in a thirty, early thirty, mid thirty midfielder who also has had his own issues with wanting to play for Manchester United's badge. Paul was yeah. twenty-eight. But still, but like. Do do you want Paul Pogba? I I, I like Pogba, but like he's had he's had en- like energy and motivation concerns in the Prem. Is he going to come and give it all for PSG and Liga on a week in and week out basis? You know what I mean? Like if he, if he's got the right coach. Yeah, no, I agree for Zidane. Yeah, he, he would. Listen, I wouldn't be opposed. Let's Pogba like, with Deschamps, and he's not the same player as him. Like, go get me Tukiemi for Monaco. Could have got me Kamavinga. Like there are young, young French players that like should be on the top of the list. And I just don't feel like because of Leo, we're not even getting a fair shake at the table with any of these players. No one wants to deal with Leonardo, nobody. The coaches don't want to work with him. The players don't want to talk to him. Other sporting Top directors six. don't want to do business Top with him. The only, the only person that wants to speak to him is Mino Raiola. That's the only person that wants to speak to Leo. And maybe that's why they yeah. call Pogba. Because he can write big checks and sign his players. Um, yeah. One thing that I like to do um, on FIFA when I'm playing with PSG is I like to sell some of the big players, even Mbappe. And what I like to do is buy back Christopher and Cuckoo, Kingsley Coman, Moussa um, Diaby. I like to buy those players, and I think maybe that's a strategy. You get rid of some of this dead weight, your Draxlers, whatever. And if you're gonna splash, the, if you're gonna splash the cash, bring back Christopher and Cuckoo for your midfield. You know, oh, he's not coming back. I, maybe he would. Maybe he would. This is a club that you know that he holds near and dear. So why, why at least give him a call? Make make an offer. Pep is interested. Pep is interested. You think he wants to play for whoever we bring in or Pep Guardiola? He's going to Manchester City or another club. Same it's it, Look, it's he, worth a try. He sold him for what, 10 mil? Now apparently they're not selling him for anything less than 80 mil or 100 80, mil. 80, 100, yeah. 12, 12 months, 24 months. No, not even what, 12, 24 months later? Like, it's just bad business, man. Like it's just bad. Business. Musa Diaby is going to go for a bunch, but that's something that I think if you can, if you're going to splash the cash, go get some of those those players that have gone on and really developed, and bring them back to Paris if they'll want to come back. Um, I, the Messi situation, I don't know what you do with him. He was just non-existent. He was okay in the first half. He wasn't as bad as Neymar. No, like, yeah, he, Neymar was so bad. My God, he was so bad. He had that one pass, and that was it. 2026. It's been a rough season. Great that number in your head. Well, it's 2025 with a player option. The Neymar Neymar project is um, failure. It's over. It's a it's a catastrophe. It's a catastrophe. catastrophe. There's always something wrong. Always. I'm I'm with you guys. I think you got to blow it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got to blow it up. Leonardo's got to go. Poch. The end of the season is going to be. The only way it doesn't get blown Sad. up is yeah. is if what is if what Guillaume says Zidane comes in and Zidane says I want to keep Messi and Neymar I can get the best out of them yeah I can get them healthy I can I have a plan he's been sitting down thinking about it that's the even only full way power. Even full power it was, is you know, there let me ask you guys uh, real quick is we all talk about Zidane 
we know that the French job, uh, France job might come open. If he doesn't take it, who the hell is out there that could come in and coach this Mourinho. unbalanced squad? Mourinho? Oh my God, no! Like, if you're, you're going to oh, yeah. it up, oh yeah, start. You should have got Mourinho a long time ago. With full power, Mourinho with full power. Oh yeah, with with, with that budget, power to the coach. Give Mourinho yeah. full power. <laughs> He'll make all my hopes. Yeah, go get oh, a yeah. young coach, right? Like a young coach. If you're gonna, if you're gonna listen, Zidane's the number one option. But if you're gonna say, and I know Carl has mentioned this, right? Other people have. If you're gonna do this the right way and give a coach, a young coach, like you should know a Tuchel or somebody else, say, hey, this is a five-year project. You're gonna get what you need to build the team the way you want for the next four to five years. Then you go and get someone, maybe, you know, if the fan base, if you really blow it up, like a Ten Hag or or somebody, right? Like you could have got went and got Julian Nagelsmann. Couple of years ago, if, if you won. Um, now, the win now coaches, there aren't many of them out there. The Contes, if Conte doesn't work at Tottenham, do you want him? He's combustible. You know, if he doesn't, the only good thing for him at PSG is that they'll spend the money he wants. He's always complaining about spending. He'll get that budget. But then again, like he hasn't won anything in Europe. If the, if the end goal is, is, is Champions League, he always fumbles in Champions League and only wins domestic titles. You need right, a so like, charismatic, super ego, firing coach at yeah. You just describe me. I'm ready. Bring me in. I'll get no, these guys. There playing. you go. If not, they get eaten by the structure of the club. Yeah. Look, look at Push. Mourinho would have worked for PSG. That's Push. That's Push press conference. <laughs> I don't care. Or Unai Emery I'm, when he I'm was I'm going to tell you whatever. I don't really care. Don't talk to me. That's Push. Guys, this is this has been <laughs> this has been cathartic, um, entertaining. Got heated at times. I, I still don't think we've unpacked everything that is going on. Maybe we need a few no. more days, but like mm-hmm. we just had Bro, to jump on here. Why would Manu want this guy? Why would Manu yeah. want this guy? Like, what has he won? Like, let's let's like just people like take that. I guess he's gonna win a like, league on trophy in two tries. Watch the game on uh, on Saturday, not for the game itself, but. It's gonna be. It's gonna, guys. It's about to get much worse. Uh, well, games on Sunday for me, it comes on at six in the morning. I might wake up that early just to see the fans. It, it's gonna be. I don't even want to watch it, honestly. I don't really I, I have watch any it desire to watch any more games this season. Like the season's over. That's the worst part about playing in league. Like yeah. the season's done. Like we're thirteen points clear. There's nothing. The, most exciting thing now is for Mbappe's announcement. Like that's what we're waiting for. When when do we think that comes? Because I'm like, just announce it now. End of season. End of season. Yeah, it won't come till end of season. I think it's more of a respect thing. And who knows? Maybe he doesn't fully have his mind made up. Or I, I read a report today that he's he wants to wait to see what happens at the top of the club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So maybe he's waiting to see. No, I think he's like one foot out the door. I'm saying, Guillaume, the only thing that I think maybe he's waiting for is to see, like, hey, do they bring Zidane in? Like, what changes really happen? Do they come to Mbappe and say, hey, we want you to stay. You're the guy. Who do you want, right? right. Do you want right. Neymar Messi here? Maybe that. But I don't think he rushes to make a decision. I think that, you know, out of respect for his teammates and the fans, I think he'll 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 wait at least a couple of weeks. If you're Real Madrid, that's got to feel pretty shitty. You just knocked PSG out. You've been going at him this long, and he still doesn't have a, a decision 100%. I mean, what does that say about you, that you can't even convince him? There's Nothing's gone PSG's way, right? He's already made his decision. 
Well, we're going to have to see. We'll have to see. It would be really nice if he stayed. It would certainly help with the rebuild. I think you've got nice pieces in Mendes and Hakimi. I think Variety and Marquinhos are still quality. The rest of it is dead weight that can go. But I think you have a really solid core that you could build around with the right manager, with the right younger pieces that are coming in. I think he should be. I think he the rebuild be. could be quick. So we'll we'll have to see. Let's put a pin in it for now. I think we've got a lot off our chest. This is good. Um, Ty, let folks know how they can find you on Twitter, and if you have any other last parting shots. Now's your time. Yeah, no, no parting shots. Um, you can find me at Twenty uh, Fourth and Park on Twitter. Um, that's my uh, PSG Talk affiliated Twitter account, um, as well as make sure to tune in to me, John and James, whenever we're on here. But no, the only thing, food for thought, that I would want everyone to take with the way this season has gone, which has pretty much been like negative from the beginning, with Mbappe most likely leaving, the season not going the way we thought it was going to go. Going back, would you take the 180 mil to fast forward the rebuild, right? Like this pro- this plan did not go the way ownership thought it was going to go. And to go out this way definitely has to put you know, uh, a sour taste in ownership's mouth with Mbappe walking on free. This is embarrassing on so many levels. And for it to be Real Madrid just makes it even more embarrassing. People are going to be laughing at PSG for a while. So just prepare for it, right? Like if you have don't have thick skin Deservedly. And, you're, and you're a PSG fan, like stay off social media um, because it is going to be ugly. Yeah, It's going to be ugly on media platforms, on social media platforms for a long time. That's a very good point. Yeah, this was a gut punch, and then when he leaves on a free, just stay off social media. Guillaume, how can people find you? Any last thoughts you want to get out there? I don't know if I want to be found anymore. (laughs) Fair enough. Off the door, off the door one on Twitter. It's gonna be uh yeah. Hey, it is what it is. It's gonna be a long dark tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is not easy being a PSG supporter, but I'm out there. I'll be on Twitter at PSG Talk. You can find me there. We're on Discord. It's gotten crazy in the Discord streets lately. We are just fighting back and forth. It's heated. So come and join the conversation there. Uh, put all of our moder- moderators, give them all gray hair. I know James, poor guy, he's out there trying to moderate that thing. Um, so come say hi. Keep it, keep it PG in the Discord too, guys. If you guys are in the Discord, like it's a space for you guys to, to vent, but respect your your peers respect the other people in there um and keep it keep pg because james will he will kick you (laughs) he will ban you do not go full nasser and leonardo do not come knocking down his door you know trying to fight he will ban you um all right guys thanks for listening thanks for reading we'll catch you next time on the latest psg talk podcast bye everyone